Welcome to the official podcast of Apostolic Lighthouse. We'd like to thank you for listening today. We pray this message blesses you and encourages you to see that God is working in your life. Enjoy the message. I want to teach this morning uh, on the subject, I am a soul winner. I am a soul winner. Can everybody say that? I am a soul winner. And uh, we're going to talk about the significance of that and what that really means um, this morning. Amen. Let's all turn for our opening verse to Proverbs chapter 11. Proverbs chapter 11. Amen. And verse number 30. Proverbs 11, verse 30. The fruit of the righteous is a tree of life, and he that winneth souls is wise. Amen. He that winneth souls is wise. So winning souls is biblical. Winning souls is very important. Amen. And uh, we're going to talk about that. So let me give some scriptures out. Virginia, could you get... Matthew 4, verse 18 and 19. Matthew 4, 18 and 19. And Daniel, Luke 5, verse 8 through 10. Luke 5, verse 8 through 10. Marcel, 2 Corinthians 5, 17 through 20. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 17 through 20. Chana? Matthew 10, verse 8. Matthew 10, verse 8. And uh, Sister Arlene, Matthew 5, 13. Matthew 5, 13. And Linda, Colossians 4, 6. Colossians 4, 6. And Ralph, Matthew 5, 14. Matthew 5, 14. And then I'll give some more out in a, in a minute. Amen. So early in the ministry of Jesus, he let the apostles know, which is kind of like letting us know because we're an extension of the apostles. The apostles were the kind of the foundation of the church, uh, founding people of the church. He, he let them know in no uncertain terms what their main purpose in the kingdom of God would be. Amen. Read Matthew 4, verse 18 and 19. So he's, he's in his early ministry, and he's starting to pick his apostles. And he sees, you know, Peter and Andrew, which are brothers, fishing. And that's what they did by, by trade. Uh, and he told them something that they would understand. He said, uh, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. Amen. Now, he wasn't just tell, telling that to, to fishers. He's telling that to everybody. He wanted everybody that, you know, that would follow him. He wants to make all of us fishers of men, fishers of people. Amen. So our purpose, our, our main purpose in the kingdom, after we're saved, after somebody fishes for us and catches us for the kingdom, is for us to become fishers. Amen. You know, Peter, in chapter Luke, verse 5, Peter, uh, they, they had fished all night. They didn't catch anything. They 
pulled the boats in. They were cleaning their nets. And, uh, you know, Jesus was, uh, was uh, teaching kind of during some of this time. And, uh, uh, you know, Jesus said, hey, why don't you just put the boat over there and throw the net over there, some nets over there and see what happens. And he said, well, you know, we toiled all night. We fished all night. We caught nothing. But he said, nevertheless, at thy word, it's always good to go by his word. Even if we think we're, you know, professional experts in our field of expertise, um, you know. So he said, at your word, I'll do it. So he let down one net. He didn't put more than one. I'm not going to dirty more than one net. This net's just to appease Jesus a little bit. And, uh, and maybe he was thinking in his mind, I'm not catching anything. I'm a professional fisherman. I just fished all, all the spots that I know to fish. So I'll put this net down. He'll see that nothing's going to be in there. I'm going to pull it back up. Then I'll have to clean it again. And man, as soon as they put that net down, it filled with fish. They couldn't get that net up in that boat. They had to call for another boat to help them get that net up. And then when, this, when, 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 uh, when they saw that, now read Luke chapter 5, verse 8 through 10. Amen. No, don't, we're not gonna, he's not going to depart from you. Fear not, you're going to catch men from now on. And if you keep reading, they, they left their business, actually. They, they said, all right, we're just going to follow you. And they literally stopped what their career was. They stopped their trade, and they, they followed Jesus full time from then on. For the three and a half years, he was alive until crucifixion. And then, of course, they started the church uh, you know, after his resurrection, ascension, and so forth. But he said, uh, I'm going to make you fishers of men. You're going to catch people. Now, I don't know a whole lot about fishing. I've fished in the past. I've seen uh, people fish. I've heard, about, I've heard a lot of fish stories that, you know, they, they caught something this big. But by the time they told a story, it's like this big. And it almost knocked him out of the boat and, you know, whatever. So I've, I've seen all kinds of things. You know, I've watched, uh, you know, documentaries and stuff about fishing. And I know that fishing is... Something that you have to learn. It's an art that has to be, you know, experienced. And, and uh, you know, uh, God, he said, I'm going to make you fishers of men. So he's going to teach us how to fish because we're a soul winner. Amen. And that's what our purpose is. And so we need to learn, you know, when to fish. Timing is just right. Amen. There's a time to fish. Sometimes you fish in the early morning or you fish right before sundown. Sometimes it's not good to fish. It depends on the type of fish you're going after, you know, and you don't necessarily go fishing right in the middle of the day, possibly, because there's times when they have, they're feeding and they're going to be more apt to, to bite on the bait. Got to learn where to fish, you know, where to, you know, drop your line, you know, where, where in the lake, where in the ocean, where in the, in the, in the river or the stream. Amen. Location is important. We got to learn what bait to use, what lures, you know, because fishing is, you know, you're pretty much, you, you know, you're, you don't see the fish typically. And so you got to lure them up. You know, you got to coerce them. You got to compel them to want to get on your, on your hook. Amen. And we also got to learn what techniques work and what don't work. Sometimes we fish with a pole. Sometimes you fish with a net. Sometimes you fish from a boat. Sometimes you fish from the shore. You know, sometimes you fish with bobbers because you're fishing toward 
closer to the surface. And other times you fish with heavier weights because you want to go all the way down and get some of the those bottom, you know, dwellers and, and stuff. Whether it's, you know, whatever you're, you know, like in the ocean, you know, if, if you want a halibut, you know, you got to drop it all the way down because those babies are on the bottom, you know. Uh, they're like those flat, big flat fish. Some are up top, some you troll. You troll for certain fish or whatever. Amen. You know, sometimes you fish with certain types of rods and reels and lines and hooks. But Jesus said, I will make you fishers of men. I will make you fishers of men. Amen. So, if we allow Him to, He will teach us all we need to know about fishing for people. And the only reason God left us on this earth after we're saved is so that we can be a soul winner. Otherwise, if, we, if He wanted us just, okay, I'm just, my whole purpose is to be saved, then He would just get us out of here. And we'd all be just heading to heaven as soon as we got saved. But we have a purpose, amen, to be here. Read uh, 2 Corinthians 5, 17 through 20. Amen. So, so Paul says, when we're in Christ, we become a new creature. Old things pass away. Behold, all things become new. But he didn't stop there. He didn't stop reading. He said, that's not all there is to it. It's not just about getting saved and, all right, that's it. That's all my, my, hope, my, my purpose is. No, he said, then, he said, we're reconciled, you know, so we get reconciled to God, you know, through Jesus Christ, but God has given to us the ministry of reconciliation. Amen. Which means to reconcile other people. Jesus reconciled us to God, now we reconcile others. Amen. So, you know, we, uh, we are now ambassadors for Christ. We're, you know, we're... Uh, uh, we're on behalf of heaven, we're telling people about heaven. We're saying, hey, this is a better place to live. This is a better place to go and retire. This is a better place to, to live forever. Amen. And we're ambassadors. Amen. Like you have ambassadors for, from other countries that are in embassies in our country. And, you know, they, uh, they look like, you know, they're from that country. And they speak like they're from that country. Amen. And they talk about their country. And we're talking about a heavenly country. Amen. And we're ambassadors. Amen. So we are asking people to be reconciled to God. So, so, so once we're saved, you know, we want to bear fruit. You know, we want to reproduce ourselves in others. <clears throat> Amen. We want to share the gospel with people. We want to tell people about the Lord. And, and uh, in, in turn, we win people to God. We are a soul winner. Amen. And soul winners are not, it's not just something that, yeah, well, some people are singers in the church, you know, and, and some people, you know, teach Sunday school. And then, you know, some people, uh, you know, maybe they're just good with, you know, maintenance on the building or whatever, you know, and, and we need everybody like that. And some people are that. And then, and then some people think, well, and then other people are soul winners. No, it's not something that's, you know, I know some people maybe are better at soul winning than others, and some people, um, you know, they take it to heart more than others, but all of us are called to be soul winners. Amen. Yeah, you might be a, you know, a singer or a musician in the church, but you're a soul winner too. Amen. You might be, you know, uh, taking care of the kids during children's church, but you're a soul winner too. Amen. We're, we're, we do, you know, that, 
but we're a soul winner too. Amen. So, you know, we need to share the wealth of salvation and the kingdom of God with everyone. Read Matthew 10, verse 8. We receive freely. We receive forgiveness from Him freely. We receive salvation freely. Amen. You know, we, 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 there wasn't anything we could do to, to, uh, to get rid of our sins. So he said, not all the silver and gold in the world wouldn't have paid for the sins uh, of even one person. But he said it was the precious blood of Jesus that took care of it. Freely we have received healing from it. Freely we have received, you know, blessings and hope and everything that we can, we can, we can be here all day talking about what we've received. So freely give. Tell other people. Amen. I don't want to hoard all this to myself. Ooh, look at I found. I found a, you know, a treasure. I'm not going to tell anybody about it. No, we've got to share it with people. Amen. I need to be a magnet for Jesus, not a repellent. You know, like, you know, mosquito repellent? You spray that stuff on. Or now they have those little rubber bands you put on, you know, that I saw that, uh, you know, uh, people sometimes even use natural things like, I just I found out not too long ago that peppermint oil is a mosquito repellent. Did you know that? And so you could just put it on. You could even put it outside if you're having a barbecue or something. You're having people eat outside. You can just take small little bowls of water and put a few drops of peppermint oil in those bowls, and there will be no mosquitoes coming around that table where that where that water because it's so powerful. Amen. So, but we don't want. You know, people aren't mosquitoes. Like, get away from me. You bother me. You know, we we don't want to be a repellent. We want to be a magnet. You know, we're a magnet and the people are steel. They're iron. We want them to, we want, we want to bring them in. Amen. My life should attract people to God, not turn people off from God. It should spark their interest in him if I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Because I am a soul winner. They need to observe the overwhelming blessings of God on our lives, which in in turn should cause them to desire to look into what we have. What do you have that you're smiling? What do you have that you have hope? What do you have that even though I've seen you go through all these things and you still have, you're positive about your future. What's going on here? All right. Open door. Tell them I am a soul winner. Amen. Read uh, Matthew 5.13. Amen. We're the salt of the earth. And salt is good, the Bible says. And we know salt is good. You know, salt is a preservative. You know, salt enhances flavor. But too much salt makes you thirsty. Amen. Uh, Salt, uh, you know, purifies. It'll clean wounds. It, It does all kinds of things. Amen. And... My, you know, my life should cause people to be thirsty for God. Amen. If I'm the salt of the earth, then when they come in contact with me, I hope that they'll get thirsty for that living water. Amen. Praise God. Because, you know, like when you eat a bunch of chips or something, or a bunch of pretzels, or a bunch of salty whatever, man, I just need a soda, or I need a big water, or I need a, you know, grape juice, or whatever you like, lemonade. I just got to have something, you know, to... Quench that thirst. Read Colossians 4, verse 6. (coughs) Amen. So let your speech be with grace always, seasoned with salt. Even our speech should be with grace, seasoned 
with salt. Amen. Praise God that we will be know how to answer every man. Amen. Praise God. Uh, Ralph, read Matthew 5, 14. Amen. We're the light of the world. So we're the salt of the earth, and we're the light of the world. Amen. A city that's set on a hill cannot be hid. So we should be shining bright. We shouldn't be like a dark cloud walking around. Excuse me, I'm a Christian. Get out of the way, or I'll sock you in the nose. Here's a, here's a card. Come to our church. <laughs> right? No, I got, I'm, I'm the salt of the earth. I'm the light. I am a soul winner. Amen. So that means I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let people see what God does to people. Amen. And blesses their lives and lifts them up and helps them. Praise God. Let me give a few more verses out. Uh, let's see. Virginia, can you get John 4.35? John 4.35. And uh, Daniel, Matthew 9, 37 and 38. Matthew 9, 37 and 38. Marcel, Matthew 10, 16. Matthew 10, 16. And Jonah, Proverbs 18, 24. Proverbs 18, 24. And Brian, 1 Corinthians 9, 19 through 23. 1 Corinthians 9, 19 through 23. And Brother Carlos, 1 Peter 3, 15. Carlos, 1 Peter 3, 15. And Imelda, Daniel 12, 3. Daniel 12, 3. So read John 4, 35. So Jesus said, hey, don't say that, you know, harvest time is going to be four months away. Um... And, uh, you know, we'll just wait. We're not going to do anything between now and then. He said, I say unto you, lift up your eyes and look on the fields, for they are white already to harvest. So he's talking about not literal fields. He's talking about people. Because we're talking about soul winning. We're talking about winning people to God and talking to people about the Lord, right? And so he said, you know, basically, it's always harvest time. When it comes to being a soul winner, there's always somebody that we can talk to. There's always somebody we can encourage. There's always somebody that we can try to uplift and help and point to the Lord. Amen. We don't have all the answers, but He does. We don't have all the help, but He does. Amen. So it's, it's always harvest time. There is no off-season when it comes to soul winning. Amen. Read Matthew 9, 37 and 38. Amen. So the issue has never been the availability of souls in the harvest. There's always plenty of people that need God. Because, you know, every if He created all of us, and He did, then we all need the Lord. We all, uh, you know, find our purpose in God and so every man, woman, and child is a soul that we need to reach for and, and tell, the, tell about the Lord. So he said, he said, the harvest is always plenteous, but the laborers are few. Pray, ask God for more laborers. Ask God for more soul winners. 
to go and to, to, to bless uh, people and, and to tell them about me, he said. Amen. So there's a shortage of harvesters to gather the harvest is, has been the issue. So God help us. Amen. Now, when we think about soul winning, uh, you know, soul winning really is not an option for the Christian believer. It's a command, but it's also an obligation and a privilege. Because freely we have received, freely give, like Jesus said. We've received so many things, and it's our pleasure and privilege and honor to tell somebody else about it. Now, if they don't want it, they're not interested in it, some people aren't interested in it right now when you talk to them about it, that's fine. You just, you know, go on your merry way, you pray for them, because he said, you know, tell them, you know, tell them about it, be a witness, be the salt, be the, be the light, and sometimes just being salt and light doesn't mean you're even saying anything. It's just your life. Your life speaks. Your testimony speaks. Amen. Praise God. We, you know, we've been conditioned sometimes in, in church, in the church and stuff over the years, uh, if you've been around the church any amount of years, to view soul winning in a particular light, more of an organized visitation kind of light, which, and, and, uh, and, and sometimes it is, uh, you know, like, hey, we're all going out maybe on a Saturday and we're going to pass flyers out. Or we're all going to put door hangers on doors. Or, or we're all going to go over to Norwalk Square and we're going to just talk to people or whatever until the security guards kick us off the parking lot because it's private property, you know, or whatever. And we're just going to, you know, invite people to church or whatever. And, you know, that's, that's like organized outreach and that's good. But some people, they feel like, well, you know, I went on Saturday and so, you know, and when the next time the church has something or whatever, then I'll go, I'll be a soul winner again. But we can't turn it on and off like, like a light bulb, because when I say, when I had you repeat, I am a soul winner, that's present tense, I am a soul winner. Amen. So soul winning is something that we don't just give an hour to from time to time or whatever. Uh, yeah, we, we participate in organized soul winning efforts, but we're a soul winner on a personal level. Amen. Because your world is not my world. And this person's world is not that person's world. You work at a different place. That's your circle of influence. You might live over there, so your neighbors are different than my neighbors. A different circle of influence. You shop over in these stores that I don't go to because they're nearby your house. That's another circle. So you get to know the people that are checking you out at the store and you're at the register. You get to know people at your job and, and around there. You get to know people in your neighborhood. That's your circle. Of, I am a soul winner to all the people that I see on a regular basis. Amen. So soul winning is a way of life. It's not, that, it's not that I win souls, you know, from time to time, but it's I am a soul winner. And that, there's a big difference. It's not I want to be a soul winner and uh, it's, or I should be a soul winner, or I used to be a soul winner, but we need to do, we say, I am a soul winner. Amen. And there's never, and you, say, you might say, well, you know, I, I, uh, uh, I, I need to maybe step it up a little bit. That's fine. We all, we all uh, can improve in different areas in our life, right? Uh, that's, you know, we got probably you're already starting to say, think about New Year's resolutions, about, I'm going to exercise more, and boy, I'm going to lose weight, and, and I'm going to take up a hobby, or I'm going to learn a musical instrument, or I'm going to go back to school and, 
and, and, you know, get a degree after now later in life or, you know, whatever. A lot of people have, have, uh, I'm going to learn a, def- a different language. They have, they have goals or whatever. And, you know, this year coming up in 2020, I want to be a soul winner more than ever before. Amen. So I'm a soul winner when I go to the store. I'm a soul winner when I go to the bank. I'm a soul winner when I go to the restaurant. I'm not, I'm not going and shoving Jesus down people's throats. That's not what I'm talking about. You know, I'm not uh, saying that we force anything. I'm just saying that, hey, I'm, I'm living for the Lord. I'm salt and I'm life and I'm light wherever I go, wherever. And, and I, I just want to be a good person. I want to love my neighbor as myself. I want to do things. I, I want to, amen, be a soul winner when I go pick up my dry cleaning. I want to be a soul winner when I walk around my neighborhood. I want to be a soul winner, you know, when I go to the park. Amen. I can't be just a soul winner uh, at church and then be a real jerk of a neighbor, you know, to my next door neighbor over here or over there, because then they're going to say, well, what's going on here? But I thought they, you know, they seem to be getting all dressed up on Sunday morning. Are they going to church? And then they come here and like take off their church clothes and they're acting like the devil over here. Amen. So it's being a consistent light and salt of the earth. Amen. So I'm I'm a soul winner when I go to the park. I'm a soul winner when I go to work or school. I'm a soul winner even when I'm on vacation. No, not on vacation. Come on, I gotta have a break sometime. No, it's you're it's just you're you're just being a good person that Jesus wants you to be. Amen. And believe me, the way this world is going and the way people are some these days, like I, I mentioned in our uh, Thursday night series that we're talking about. Amen. You know, it, it doesn't take a whole lot to stand out in this world because there's like a lot of grumpy people out there that don't want to smile and, you know, and a lot of Scrooges and bah humbugs and, and whatever. And you just smile or you just go a little bit above and beyond and you didn't really think much of it. But some people say, you know, nobody's doing that anymore. You know, nobody's really, you know, and, and that's what I'm saying. Just be what the Lord uh, wants you to be. So basically, wherever I go, anywhere I go, I'm a soul winner. Amen. Read Matthew 10, verse 16. Amen. So he said, be, you know, the way, the soul winner that we are, he said, be as wise as a serpent and harmless as a dove. That's a, that's a pretty good combination. We have to be both of that. So we have to, so, so wisdom means sometimes I don't say anything. Wisdom means sometimes I just strike up a conversation and maybe don't say anything about God right off the bat. And I just like talk to him about the weather or whatever. I, I show him some light. I show him some salt. Amen. And then, you know, because sometimes, you know, you, because if we're going to be fishers of men, you know, sometimes you're, you know, especially if you're fly fishing or whatever, and you're going like this or whatever, or you're just one of those casting and then reeling in, and you got the little fancy lure that's, you know, glistening in the sunshine, and you can see the fish. If it's real clear water, you can see the fish like, coming up and like sniffing your little lure and saying, wow, that's cool. And then you're like, come on, you know, you know, and you don't want to just like throw a rock, try to hit it like, get on that line. What are you, you know, and whatever, and get all mad at the fish. You got to coerce him and you got to, you know, and, and make them want to get on that hook. Amen. Because when you get hooked on Jesus, we know. Amen. That's something that you don't want to kick. That's a habit you don't want to kick. When you get hooked on Jesus, because that is, that's the greatest thing in the world. Praise God. So
So we have to we have to be wise as serpents and harmless as doves. Read Proverbs eighteen twenty four. Amen. If we're gonna if we're gonna be a soul winner, we gotta be friendly. And if you want, you know, if you want, if you want, if you see somebody that has a lot of friends, that's a friendly person. Because a person that's really mean and all that stuff, they're not going to have a lot of friends. So there's something about that person that they have a lot of friends. It's not really, it's not complicated. Amen. So if you have friends, you must show yourself friendly. If you want friends, you must show yourself friendly. If you want to be a soul winner, you're going to be a friendly person. You're going to strike up a conversation. Instead of just like grumbling, amen, and I'm, I'm talking from experience, like in the past, sometimes when you have a situation where, you know, where you're stuck somewhere, like, hey, I, I, you know, like you go to the doctor, your appointment's at 8 o'clock, you never get in 8 o'clock, even if you're there 15 minutes, hey, I'm going to go 15 minutes early, so then I might be able to get in a little early, and then, you know, they, they call you like 8.30, and I've been there 45 minutes, like, what is this, you know, but you know what, instead of like, you know, you're getting all hot and bothered. Well, what's going on here? 45 minutes. You know, I'm a soul winner. Easy. Take it easy. Hey, you know, you got a waiting room right here. Hey, there's some people here. Maybe you could strike up a conversation. Who knows? You might, get, you, you, you might, you know, why you, you know, why don't you just, oh, well, I, got, I always got my fishing pole with me. You know, my, my spiritual, maybe I'll just throw it in and see, see what I got, you know? You know? Oh, hey, looks, something's, hey, somebody's looking at it. You know, some. Somebody's following it. You never know. Amen. Why don't you just make the best of your time? Paul said, I, I've come to the place, and he, he, it wasn't overnight for him either. It's something we got to learn. I've learned in every situation, amen, to be content. I've I got to just be content and say, you know what? All things work together for good. There's a reason I'm here. There's a reason that I'm delayed. There's a reason I missed my flight. There's a reason this happened. Who knows? But you know what? Maybe I didn't know I wasn't going to be around these people. And God wants me to talk to somebody. Who knows? You know, you, you got to look at it that way because I'm a soul winner. And if you think you're about it, I'm a soul winner, then God's going to use you. To be a soul winner, you have to be friendly. You have to be quick to smile. Amen. Fastest way to make somebody else smile is smile at them. If they don't smile back, then that's their loss. Amen. Try again, yeah. But, you know, soul winning, you got to be wise. You can't just, you know, give them everything all at once unless God, unless you feel strongly that, that you know, God wants to tell, you, tell them everything or whatever. But you don't just give it to them all at once. Amen. I mean, I don't know about you, but... When I went on my first date with my wife, I didn't ask her to marry me on my first date, right? I had to ease into it. You know, I got to strike up a conversation. I get to got to get to know her. Is this the right one or whatever? And, you know, and it's kind of soul winning. You know, when, when you, you know, you just meet somebody or whatever, you don't just, you know, drop the whole Bible on their head, right, on the first minute that you're talking to them. You know, you got to ease into it. Sometimes you, uh, you know, you got to be a soul winner. You got to have conversations with people that, that you know, obviously are, aren't believers in God or they don't know about God. Many times we have to initiate the conversation and we don't always have to break the ice talking about God. Sometimes, yes, you got to go with your gut, go be led by the spirit. But sometimes you got to get your foot in the door talking about whatever, you know, if. If you see that they're interested in some subject or whatever, and you know a little bit about it, or maybe you don't know anything, then you could just ask. You act like you're interested, and you ask a question like, oh, what's it like to be, 
you know, that profession, or, or wow, you know, you do that, like, tell me about it, you know, and you, you just talk about anything. Amen. Find what interests that person. Talk about that. Praise God. Because you know what? People really, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Amen. You know, even if you, you know, even if you're like a doctor of divinity, you know, there's such a thing, like a doctor of theology, you know, whatever. Some, some, some people even have doctor behind their name and they're, they're not a dentist and they're not a neurosurgeon or family practice doctor. They're a doctor of divinity, whatever. You could be a doctor of divinity and know all the Bible left and right or whatever, but, you know, somebody doesn't care about that that doesn't know anything about God. They want to know, hey, do you care about me? Are you friendly? You know, do you just want, you care about me as a person? They don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Then when they find out how much you care and that you're interested in them as a person and you're friendly, amen, then that soul winning can kick in and then they'll be interested about what, what you know and you can tell them about what you know about God. Kill them with kindness. Amen. Praise God. Kill them with kindness. Don't try to, you know, attract you know, all the bees with a bunch of vinegar or something. You know, a bunch of unripe persimmons. Here, take a bite of that. Ugh. I don't want nothing to do with that. So take a genuine interest in people. That's what we soul winners do. Read 1 Corinthians 9, verse 19 through 23. Amen. So Paul said, you know, I, I've made myself. He goes, though I be free from all men because I've been saved, I purposely have made myself a servant unto all that I might win, gain or win more people. Amen. So that's the way he thought. He, you know, he freely received, but he wants to give. So he said, you know, he goes, I try to put myself in people's shoes. I try to see where they're at, you know, and uh, understand and, and relate to them. I, I don't judge them. I try to see where they're at and try to help them out. And I become something to them and and so, and relate to them so that they, they will warm up to me and they'll, they'll confide in me and they'll, you know, want to find out what I have and what God has for them. And he said, he goes, I've made all things to all men that by all means I might save some. We don't, we're not going to save them all. Amen. But some. But we got we to gotta try to reach them all. And he said, this I do for the gospel's sake. I do it. For the gospel's sake. I do it for what Jesus did for me. So soul winners have a good attitude. They, they treat people right. They, soul winners are good tippers. Everybody, soul winners are good tippers at the restaurant. Amen. If you don't want to be a good tipper, then go to McDonald's. Because you don't have to tip there if you don't want to, right? You can just give them a tip. Hey, these fries are kind of cold. That's a tip for the next person or whatever. But, but soul winners are good tip because, you know, we're, we're examples. And, uh, and you know what, even if, even if my sometimes service isn't the best, I'll still, I'm still not going to, you know, go too cheap on the tip sometimes because I'm trying to win people. I, I, and, and, you know, and, and my wife and I and our family, we've won servers to the Lord. We've won hostesses to the Lord. We've won different people from different businesses that we go to to the lord amen and it's because you, you're treating them right and you take an interest in them amen soul winners say please and thanks a lot 
Not like the server comes up and says, oh, can I help you with anything else? Did I call you over here? Hit the road. I'm trying to enjoy myself. I'm the king in this booth right here. You know, like you see some people treat them like that, like they're just like servants or something. They're servers, but they're not your servants. Amen. And, and then some people have the audacity to invite someone to church after they treat them like that. It's like, don't do that. Don't even tell them you go to church. Amen. <laughs> you, you had a bad day and like, you'll do better next time. Keep the cards in the purse and the wallet. <laughs> Seriously. Amen. Because we want them to come here and say, wow, these people are friendly. These people are full of love. These people are, wow. I mean, they, uh, you know, they're, they're consistent. They, they, you know, the way they are in church, they're, you know, they're, they're that way out, you know, in, in public too. Amen. That's awesome. So soul winners exemplify the second greatest commandment of all, which is thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. And since everybody we come in contact with is a potential soul to win to God, we must always be ready, folks. Got to be alert. Got to be on our game, our soul winning game. Even if you think you're not, you know, good at it, you can get better by prayer and practice. Because we practice to get better at sports. We practice to get better on a musical instrument. We practice to be faster, more accurate on our computer keyboard or on our little, you know, even though maybe, you know, I have fat thumbs, I can't really, you know, get good on those, that phone keyboard. I'm sorry. They don't make it big enough for me. But we practice on all that. So why wouldn't we think it's strange to practice soul winning techniques and skills just like fishing? Amen. Pray for God to lead you to hungry hearted and honest hearted people. It's always good to talk to God about people before you talk to people about God. Be led by the Spirit. Lord, you get up in the morning. Lord, you know today who I'm going to talk to, who I'm going to bump into, and you never know what, you know, what God has for you. Read 1 Peter 3.15. Amen. So keep the Lord sanctified in your heart always. Amen. And uh, be ready. Always be ready. I'm a soul winner. You've got to be ready always. What? To give an answer. What kind of answer? To everybody that asks you, why do you have hope? Amen. And do it not with haughtiness or pride or anything, but with meekness and with fear. But let me tell you a story. Amen. You know, the greatest story you can tell is your testimony. They might, there's a lot of people I've talked to about the Bible, and they say, I don't know about that Bible, so many contradictions and all this kind of stuff. But then I'll tell them about my story. And my story is tied in with the Bible, but it's my personal testimony. And I'll say, well, this is what happened to me, and this is what happened to me, and that's what happened to me. Amen. And, you know, they can't refute your testimony. They might not, you know, necessarily believe it all or whatever, but it's more compelling. Amen. Sometimes if you just tell them your testimony... And then you're, you know, you're getting the word in there, you know, in a way. Praise God. But give them a reason of the hope that you have. Amen. Because he that winneth souls is wise. It's a wise practice to be a soul winner and a purpose in your heart. And you'll, you'll never be sorry you are. You'll never, you know, wish that you would. Because we're talking about, uh, we have a series on giving uh, or, you know, um, talking about giving in general, not just money, but just giving on Thursday nights. This Thursday is coming up is the last set lesson, and it's talking about the reason for the season. That's our, our series title. And we've talking about 
you know, the, just the overwhelming blessing of being, it's better to give than to receive. And it's, it, it's, there's a, so much fulfillment and just happiness and joy being a soul winner. Seeing people's lives change because of your life and because of what you've done to try to point them to Jesus. Now, I know we give all the credit. The Bible says one plants the seed, another waters the seed, but God is the miracle that makes it grow. God gives the increase. God adds to the church daily such as should be saved. And soul winners will be blessed and uh, will, you know, they, people will take notice of soul winners. Our last verse, Daniel 12, verse 3. Amen. So he that winneth souls is wise. So those who are wise will shine like the brightness of the heavens. And, who, and those who lead many to righteousness, and that means you lead them to the Lord, they'll shine like the stars forever and ever. Amen. I want to shine like the stars. I want to be wise, wiser than a serpent, wise as a serpent and harmless as a dove when it comes to reaching out to people. Amen. That harmless part is, just I don't want to use my wisdom. I don't want to hurt people. You know, I don't want to judge people or I don't want to shove anything down people's throat. I, I want to be led by the Spirit. And if God tells me to say it, if God wants me to reach, that's, then I'm going to do it. Amen. But I'm going to do everything is motivated by love, you know, in the church and in, with God. It's all motivated by love. Amen. So I, everybody say, say it again. We said it in the beginning. Now let's say it again. I am a soul winner. It has a different ring to it now after we covered all that. Amen. Let's stand. What an incredible message. Thank you again for joining us on the podcast, and may God bless you.